Hello. Good evening. Good evening. This is the Vinny and John show. I'm Vinny. I'm John. <laughs> yeah. Good to hear your Good to hear your voice, sir. Yours as well, sir. I know you had some stuff going on, and uh, we took a little break because uh, how many of y'all know that uh, this show uh, that uh, that we're doing here, while it is a uh, a fun thing that we enjoy doing, it is something that allows us to express ourselves. It's something that gives us a good excuse to laugh and joke and talk about the word and the Lord and everything. It is not the most important thing going on in our lives. Yes, sir. So when things happen, let's take care of that first. Let's pay attention to what's important. Everything else can wait. So I'm glad that you had time and I'm glad that we're back. It is good. It is good. I'm, I'm glad that we're back, sir. What are we, mm-hmm. what are we talking about today? Let the audience know. You know, I really, really enjoy words, right? Yeah. Words, yeah. these things, words. these sounds that are coming in your ear holes right now that are appearing to your brain in syllable format and various, various ways. I enjoy words. And one of the things that I enjoy about them is their, uh, their varied nature, the way they sound, uh, the different ways that you can say the same exact thing. Yes. And uh, this sometimes gets me made fun of, you know, just, just <laughs> me too. so. Me too. Right? Because I like, I like words like Sheboygan, <laughs> which I just found out today. I thought was just a silly, fun word, but actually is a place in Wisconsin. I did not know that. Straight up, it's super a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real. I did. Really I did not know. So I really wanted to talk about the importance of words today. Mm-hmm. The importance of words, and not just from a fun, silly standpoint, but but from a, a relational standpoint between us and the Lord, and then us and other people, and then us and our life situations. You know, really, words words have the power to kill. Or the power to heal. That's right. You know, they really do. And uh, <laughs> as evidenced uh, from my uh, my wife's recent uh, Facebook Live video that she did, uh, one of the first things that happens when tragedy strikes yeah. is for certain words to leave and other words to enter. And so you start getting words like hope that just disappear. Yeah. Unless the word no is in front of it. You start seeing words like healed to just become gone, you know, uh, to become gone. They just disappear. And, and everything about the bad situation takes control. And it's one of the things that really it, it, uh, it's a sad occurrence, especially considering what the Lord commanded us to do. Right. Vinny. Yes, sir. Uh, we are commanded to choose life, and life and death are in the power of the tongue. That little thing between your your jaw, your teeth, and what we do with our words um, will affect the rest of our lives. So, super, yeah. super important for Christians. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I thought we could start by just sharing some fun words that we enjoy <laughs> Oh, and then boy. we can move on to the words yeah. that actually matter in the grand scheme of things, because Sheboygan really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. I think it's just fun to say. It, it, it is fun to say. Yeah. I, How about I you? A, I have a list of, of words that I say most every day uh, that are just fun <laughs> to say, whether they're applicable or not in every situation. I say them anyway. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Let's go. Anyone who knows me um, knows that I like the word indubitably. (laughs) (laughs) Indubitably. It means it's it's something that's impossible to doubt. Like it's undeniable. Like Mm. I am am indubitably, 
enjoying this conversation with you, John. <laughs> That's, Another word. You know, Go ahead. I was just going to say about indubitably, the only time I've ever heard it is in uh, like old timey literature where it's like <laughs> Sherlock Holmes and, and his, uh, his pal Watson, you know? <laughs> well, I, uh, I use it daily. So there you go. That's great. Okay. And then another word I like, uh, instead of saying like drinks or, or um, beverages, I like to mm -hmm. use the word libations. <laughs> yes. Because it means drinks, but the, the older meaning of it was like a drink offering. Like in the Old Testament, it talks about drink offerings for the Lord, like wine or whatever. But okay, shall we take libations, my dear sir? Um, Sounds a lot better than you want to drink, bro. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so. right. Right. I swear, man, you, you would be j just perfectly in place in the 1800s. I mean, you would know the lingo. You know, I was I was born in the wrong 90s. Should have been born in the 1890s. Uh, <laughs> keep uh, them coming. Keep them coming. What okay. else you got? Okay. You know, no, people say that you uh, can't rhyme with orange, right? Yeah. Bull crap. Really? Sporange. Sp what? Okay. That's Listen not a word. Me. Listen to me. You know what a spore is? Yeah. Yeah, like 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 so, like like a fern or or a or or a um a mushroom, right? A spore, right? I always think of spore as a as a fungus of some sort. Yeah, so it's a, a sporange. Okay, it, in botany, if you study botany, you'll know what this is. Any botanist okay. out there, it's a spore producing part of a plant. It's the part that releases said spore. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you might think uh, it's sporing, but it's not to me. Oh, my <laughs> I love, I love that word. Okay, two more oh real quick. Gosh. Do okay. it. Certain people hate it when I use this word, but it's fun. Quixotic. Mm. Right? Unrealistic or impractical. impractical. Like, you're, you're just, you're, you're too quixotic right now. You, you, you have high expectations. It's not going to happen. You're being quixotic. Stop it. Quick. So would would this be proper usage? The word quixotic is quixotic in its usage. It can be if you don't know how to use it. Okay. And then I love the word preponderance. Preponderance. Preponder preponderance. Yeah. <laughs> like based on the preponderance of evidence. I could I can conclude that we are having a, a quixotic time, I guess. I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> oh, you, you know what I love about your list versus my list, which is very short, by the way. My my list of just fun things that I like to say is not it's not it's not very fancy. Yours yours is like gentlemanly. I mean, you it's very gentlemanly, it's very scholarly words. <laughs> Uh, I like the big one. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no problem with it. It's a good thing because I do have some fancy words. I like the word antiquated. Ooh, yeah. I really enjoy the word antiquated. I always have because yeah. I, I remember the first time I used it. I was talking about a church soundboard, mm. and I was like, "Man, this soundboard is so antiquated. It still has a place for eight track and tape and reel yeah. to reel." I'm like, "What?" Why are we still using this antiquated board? And the kids that were around in the youth group go, what's the? I was like, <laughs> oh, the soundboard. And then, no, the other thing you said, antiquated. It's literally yeah. been a running gag for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I like that word. And I can't help it. It's a fun. I like it fits. And I'm not the only person that uses it. The other word that I enjoy using isn't actually an English word. Oh. Accoutrement. Oh, accoutrement. I love accoutrement. that Accoutrement. Tell the people what accoutrement means. Accoutrement basically means in accompaniment with or right. uh, uh, along with. So it's something that goes along with something else. An accessory. An accessory. But it's like an assortment 
of accessories. And so like an accoutrement would be uh, you, you have a piece of bread and you go to a sandwich bar. Right. And all of the things at the sandwich bar would be an accoutrement to the bread. Right. See? So, yeah. so, so like it would be all of the uh, 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 jewelry that you would wear to go along with a fancy dress is your Ooh. accoutrement. Right? Yeah. 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 Love it. Uh, the next word that I like, I don't actually know if it is a word, but I believe it is spelled P-F-T-F-T-F-T-F-T. And, and what does it this, mean? It's, uh, it's pronounced... <laughs> <laughs> what the actual heck? Fart sounds. I... <laughs> Like I said, is that in the Urban no, Dictionary or the Webster's? No, Jonathan's explanatory. Like that's it. This is my own. <laughs> okay. Just part seven. I'm. 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 There's certain parts of me that are very immature, sir. I well, apologize have... to everyone. Uh, <laughs> I didn't expect to hear fart sounds, but I'm happy that we're hearing them. I mean... it really, it really is. It's just hey, great start to the podcast. I don't... I don't know, right? It's super high quality stuff here. We did not compare notes. This is completely organic. Oh, yeah. This is organic. Completely... Don't oh, yeah. panic. Don't panic. It's organic. Don't panic. It's organic. It's so natural. You can yeah. tell. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> 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 the ebb and flow of it, really. That's That's how I enjoy you know, there are some things that we do that are studied, but sure. uh, that, that's just part of life in general. That's not necessarily prep for the show, um, at least not now, not yet, until we start having guests. Who knows when that will be? Mm, yeah, but let's get into some words that actually uh, matter in terms of impact, because... When yeah. you think about words that have impact, you think about a word that is timely, mm -hmm. a word that uplifts, a word that corrects, right? Yeah. A word, yeah. a word that that changes a person when they hear it, and you hear a lot from people who. Let's let's go kind of uh, not not really dark. This is it's not really dark. It's just part of life. It's real. It's something that happens and it's something that's not talked about openly at all nearly enough. But people that have suicidal thoughts. Yeah. You hear from them uh, survivors of suicidal thoughts and suicidal actions. The survivors of that a lot of the time will report about a timely word that they received from someone yeah. that helped them to break free or helped them to know that all hope was not lost, that there was in fact a light at the end of the tunnel. And it could have been something as simple as you are not alone. Mm -hmm. You are loved. Your life matters. And this pain won't last forever. Yeah. You know? And those aren't fancy words, but they made an impact, didn't they? Yeah, they, the Lord will use just simple stuff like that to to just break break that spirit. Yeah, stop it. Yeah, and it's it's beautiful when that happens because you have somebody who maybe just hasn't heard that enough or hasn't heard that from the right people. When you think about therapy, right, there's so many people in therapy. And, and let me tell you, I, I went to a few therapy sessions in years past, and I, I was like, you know, I got them for free from my insurance. And it was like, I went to four sessions. And really, a majority of the therapy was me talking and then them interjecting probably two or three times in an hour. Yeah. But something about those two or three times they interjected made me feel better. I can yeah. remember, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and, and it, it doesn't have to be a lot. Like, I remember saying, uh, I, I was sharing a vindictive thought, and uh, uh, vindictive. it was, yeah, 
Vindictive, yes. I, that's yeah. another. That's a good word. <laughs> I'm proud of my pat myself. This. That's the side of me patting myself on the back. That's me. That's a good word. It is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I shared the thought that I really wanted to be vindictive towards a family member who was mean to mm-hmm. another family member. And I told the therapist, I really just, I really want to go off on them. Like, I'm really thinking I might just go off on them and just let them have it verbally. And the therapist says, no, you don't. And I said, yeah. what do you mean I don't? And the therapist said, no, you don't. That's, that's a lie. Uh, you're too nice of a person to do that. You yeah. would never do that. It's not in you to do. And I was like, holy freaking crap. She just called me out. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dang it. I, I don't want you to be right. Because it like completely deflated me. Completely, completely deflated me, uh, Vinny. Yeah. Has it ever happened to you where like you felt some kind of way and then somebody said something that just just deflated you. Yeah, like I think of like when when you're thinking of doing something uh, that's obviously not right, and someone mm-hmm. uh, of authority comes into your life and says something like 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 they said to you, "You're you're better than this. Mm. This isn't you. You are better than this." Like. In kids' church, when, when, when we're teaching the kids, like, it's not – the Lord doesn't want us to just go straight at the problem. We want, he wants us to build up the person who's in the problem. Mm. So you're, you're better than what you're thinking. You're better than your emotions. You're better than your intentions in the moment. You are a son. You are a daughter. Affirming someone's identity is, is way more powerful than we give it credit for. So mm-hmm. that, that that holds true. It does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and let me tell you, I I don't think I had ever heard that enough at the time. This was many many years ago, um, before we even met. But I was I I must have been just starving for some sort of affirmation because you know when when you are are starving for a word mm-hmm. from someone. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that it was a therapist and I'm thankful that it was somebody that was, was a kind of a, a, a positive influence because when you're starving for a word, this is one of the things I, I remember Pastor Trey saying many years ago, a hungry person will eat anything. Mm, yeah. A hungry person will put anything in them. They'll, they'll, they'll take anything, anything that feeds them. They'll just, whatever it is. And so when you're talking about the power of words, when you're in a hungry moment, when you're in a pain-filled moment, when you feel like you're starving for a word, for some acknowledgement from someone, and you feed on ashes. Yeah. You, you feed on something that cannot nourish you. Mm. And I believe it's Isaiah 44 talks about, uh, I, I believe it's Isaiah 44, 44, 45, or 46, but it talks about, the deluded fool feeds on ashes and cannot say that this thing in his right hand is a lie. Wow. Like, like he's feeding on ashes. He's feeding on something that cannot nourish him. He's looking to something that has no value to give him comfort or peace or affirmation. And it's a lie. It's a complete lie. He, he can't rely on it at all, but he doesn't even see it. And so that's why it's so important that we surround ourselves not only with the proper people, but the people that are going to put the proper words to use. And that's why I'm so glad we're talking about this today. And we're just probably even going to touch on it because let's be honest. This is something that all of us for the rest of our lives are going to need work on. Am I right, sir? You're right, sir. And the, the Lord put it on our hearts to, to look up a word right out of the Bible, out of the word that, that has, that has some impact that, Mm. that speaks to God's heart and the way that he would like us to see ourselves. Would you like to go first on that, sir? Sure. Sure. So I have in front of me and, you know, originally I only had one. 
But then the more I started looking at it, the more I started realizing the, the one word that I was looking at was one that people shouldn't start on. Mm. People shouldn't look at this word and go, that's what I want. That's what I'm all about. Uh, I'm going to be that. Because, see, if we jump the gun and we skip forward and we try to do things that we are not currently called to do, we'll end up in works. Preach. We'll end up in works. We'll, we'll end up somewhere where we try really, really hard to do something. And we'll put so much blood, sweat, and tears into some project or some activity or jumping through certain hoops because this is such a powerful word. And then you end up tired and burned out. You end up like the, the person described in 1 Corinthians 13, somebody who is, is wasting their efforts because they have all power and all knowledge and they can be burned at the stake and they can have a mountain jump, you know, jump into the sea and, and, and have nothing because there's something missing. Love. But how do you get to love? How do you get to that place? Right. Right. And so that, that kind of, I reverse engineered it. And the word is one of my favorite biblical words. It's splag Splagshnisomai. It's it's always it's one of those words that it's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, because it's not it's not something, and I'll spell it S P L A G C H N I Z O M A I. Splag schnizomai. And what it means is to have compassion. In your gut, so strong that it feels like you've been hit in the stomach, basically. Yeah. It's to feel compassion in the deepest part of yourself, to go through a situation and to be moved, to have compassion literally move you uh, uh, and, and pity and care for a, a thing that you're witnessing, to move you to action. That's what splexionism is, and it's one of my favorite biblical words because i'm like oh yeah lord I, that's that's right and it's only in the bible 12 times but it to me made such an impact on me but looking at that word see somebody that just starts out now of course i'm this i, I don't want to speak in an absolute here mm -hmm. uh but when we become born again there is a tendency to try to prove you're born again through religious activity yep right and that can lead you to works that could lead you to burnout that can lead you to not really giving a crap you just you're going through the motions and so i reverse engineered this and i was like okay well what has to come before splash and two words popped up two words the first one is metamorpho metamorpho mm-hmm Feel, feel. It's the word that means to be transfigured, to be transformed. Yeah. A complete and utter form change. It's what happened to Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. That's right. He was a metamorphode. Mm. And then the other word is metanoia. Woo! What does that mean, sir? repentance which actually means if you look at the ancient language translation the ancient language uh, definition it doesn't mean i'm sorry yep it, it is a complete change of mind away from one's own mind to god's mind it is someone saying the way that i've been thinking up to this point is is not good it's not healthy it's yeah. not right yeah i need to completely change my thought process to the way that god wants my thought process to be Ooh. it's the word that brings people to being born again that's right and can i say something John? Really, do it do it please I, I this is an opinion of mine i've been look, looking at that word the last few days because the lord knows what he's doing this oh, yeah. word, repentance, this word is probably 
one of the worst translated words in the Bible. It really is. Change the way you think right now because the kingdom mm -hmm. of heaven, the kingdom of God is in your hands. It's at hand. It's yes. Now. Change the way you think. Stop thinking the old way. Think a new way. That's what it means. Like, yeah. Repent. I mean, we, we, it's a, repentance is amazing. It's beautiful. It's a gift. But that's not what it means. And that's not what we think it means. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, and we've done a pretty poor job. And I say we, the church in general at large, the American church, has done a pretty poor job of, of using this word. Yeah. Because at the beginning of the show, we talked about words that sometimes are funny or silly. And then we kind of moved on from there to words that can have impact on people. And this is one of those words that is supposed to bring people to a place which God can show them the kingdom. Yeah. It's supposed to be a word that allows people to see the kingdom of God. Going to John chapter 3, Jesus says that unless ye be born again, you cannot even see the kingdom. Yeah. And so there are people right now in the church who cannot see or experience or fathom or know what the kingdom of God is because they have in their mind and in their heart and in their soul an inappropriate definition of what it means to be repentant. That's right. Preach. That's what I think anyway. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's one of those things that, that really we've made repentance a singular issue. Can I read something? Please do. Okay. So I, I kind of, I have this journal and if y'all don't have a journal, I, I really recommend getting a journal and I recommend doing this because let me tell you something, you can go back and look at this stuff. When you get a word or a phrase or a thought that is the Lord, I want you to write it down in this journal, date it, date it and write it down what this thought is and follow it to its logical conclusion. Man, take, take a, yes, sir. This is so the Lord. I just started journaling today. I haven't journaled in years. Yes. Years. I, mean, I did a Bible study this morning with, with Pastor Tim, man of God, and he gave me a journal this morning. Yes. So that's the word. Oh my that's gosh. Yes, sir. And and let me tell you, you're gonna look at that and you're gonna be like, whoa, where did that even come from? Yeah. Right. Because because we're not always in the same mindset as much as we try. We're in flesh bodies mm -hmm. and there are going to be times when we stumble. There are going to be times when we need a little extra help. Well, I really enjoy it when I look at some notes that I've written or that Holy Ghost has me write. Yeah. And it helps myself six months from now, a year from now, two years from now. <laughs> Yes. That happened to you where myself has encouraged myself like you've gone through an experience like that because it's hey, happened to me I don't know how many times those Facebook memory reminders have encouraged yeah. me a lot like <laughs> I was that dumb or I was I had that much anointing or whatever it was like it 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 it, it, it reminds you of where you've been and what the Lord has done in you and through you and and journaling is another way to do that for sure. Oh, oh yeah. And, and I, I really, I really think there was a, a, a guy named, uh, well, his, his name's Benjamin, but uh, used to be at our church and uh, he, he showed me and taught me and really helped me to understand that there are moments that we experience with Holy spirit. There are moments that we have with him where he's whispering something to us. Yeah. And we're supposed to write it down. We're yeah. supposed to record it. We're mm -hmm. supposed to seize those moments. We're supposed to be faithful to what he's given us. Yeah. And, and the, how, do, how do we have a Bible in our hands? How, how do we have a Holy Scripture in our hands? Dudes yes, I know it was God. Yeah. Because dudes wrote it because they wrote it down. Yeah. We wouldn't even have a Bible if there wasn't somebody with a quill 
and a thing of ink, a little pot of ink and a parchment, a papyrus yeah. or something to write some stuff down that they saw and heard and interview people and got the results written down. So get a journal. You will thank yourself later. Um, you may end so up this, writing a book. That's right. Oh, right. Oh, this oh. is what I wrote down. Say it. We make the mistake of thinking that repentance, metanoia, is a one-time singular occurrence brought by about the uh, brought about by the necessity due to sins committed. Rather, though, it is a state of being. It is the acknowledgement that one needs to change away from old mindsets to God's. It is not a one-time deal. Many behave yeah. in a way that betrays the fact they've only experienced a shallow amount of metanoia because they think that change means prohibition of certain words, activities, TV shows, music, and etc. But... Real repentance and change of mind isn't just depriving yourself. It's coming to a place where there is no way in hell that you have a desire for those things anymore. That's straight out of Romans 12, too. Yeah. <laughs> you mind if I read it? And I end up in Romans 12, too, in this very oh. thing. I only read a little bit of it, but please, yes, read, read Romans 12, too. That's great. Holy Ghost is so smart. <laughs> Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you yes. into a new person by changing the way you think. Boom. Then you learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Transform <laughs> by changing the way you think. Yes. You want to know why I love that so much? Yes, sir. Because that word for transform is the word metamorpho. Mm-hmm. That's the word. That's the word. That's the word right there. I looked it up yeah. earlier. That's the word for transformation, transforming the way you think, is metamorpho, metamorphoing, because <laughs> there's two O's, metamorphing the way you think. Yeah. That it, transfiguring the way you think. Come on. And then that one word, then. Can you read that again and then hit the word then? Yes. Can I turn to it again? I like the sound of those pages. They're fancy. Don't (laughs) copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Mm. Yeah. That word jumped out at me like a ton of bricks. Then. Then. Th- that, that's a transitional word. Yeah. That, th- like, how many times have we not known what God's will for us is? Plenty. Man. <laughs> Oh, I mean, just thinking about how many times I've gone, Lord, what am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be doing? What the frick am I supposed to be doing? Right? Like, right. we cry out, Lord, what am I supposed to be doing? What? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? What am I supposed to say? And then we've got Romans 12, too. Well, you would know it if <laughs> you lose your mind and repent it. The real way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Repentance is a state of being that allows us to dwell in God's presence because it is an acknowledgement, a complete and utter acknowledgement of our need, not only for a Savior, but for a Lord to tell us what to do. For a Lord to inform us of what the truth is. For a God to give us his law, write it on our hearts. Mm. Amen. It's, it's the acknowledgement that we need God to write on our hearts what it is 
we're supposed to be doing, thinking, feeling, saying, and how we're supposed to respond to the things that we're going through. It is an utter dependence on, on Holy Spirit. It, it, it is a complete and total disregard for man's knowledge. Yeah. Right? It, it's a complete disregard for what we think is right and a switch to being in God's presence, hands held high, childlike, going, Lord, what now? Yeah. What today? Yeah. What, what, what should I do? It's a constant, it, you know, it, it's kind of a vulgar way to describe it, but it's, it's a middle finger yeah. to the world's righteousness, yeah. which is filthy rags. And, yep. and this word, this oh gosh, Romans twelve two. I, I oh I could live there. Please, please go, 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 go. So it, it's funny that you mentioned like hearing God and 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 being led like a child. The the Lord obviously re- led me to Romans eight because He always does. Oh. <laughs> but fourteen and fifteen is what I wrote down, and fourteen says, "For all who are led by the Spirit of God." are the children of God, the sons, the grown mm-hmm. sons of God, right? Yes. Verse 15 is the one I kind of highlighted. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, mm-hmm. you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Mm-hmm. Now we call him Abba, Father. Now. You know, right, now we call him that. There's a lot oh. of... A lot of names for God, and I, I picked one. Um, there's so many names: God the Provider, God the Banner, God the This, God that. But you you know the name that God wants our spirit to call out is Daddy. Mm. He wants us to call him Papa. That's what that word yes. Abba means. Abba is the word I picked. It means yeah. Daddy. It means Papa. Unless you're like a child, a son. You cannot enter the kingdom. You won't see it. Once you realize that he is not up there calling shots to test you, he is Mm -hmm. not up there sending sickness, sending death. Like, I'm going to just get right to the point. My father, my natural father, is with Jesus now. Mm. He, He passed away a week ago today. There are people close to me that say... That God took him. Mm. Daddies don't do that. No. Daddies don't do that. That no. good dads don't do that. I'm sorry. I don't care what your theology is, but good daddies don't do that. He, his, our spirit is crying to our daddy. Yeah. And Jesus, according to John 14, verse 7 and 9, said, if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the daddy. What did Jesus do? Mm. He went about doing good. Yes. Healing all who were oppressed, not of the father, not oppressed, not tempted of the father, but oppressed of the devil, the liar, the yes. accuser. Daddies yes. don't do bad things to their kids to teach them a lesson. Amen. Daddy. Daddy's the word I picked. Yeah. Abba. Abba, that's that is how God that's how God prefers to be identified. Yes. Abba. That's mm. if if I were to pick a word for God, I want to pick the one that he prefers to be identified. Uh, that's his <laughs> that's his preferred pronoun. That's his preferred, <laughs> <laughs> preferred word for him. Yes. Father. My father who know, is in heaven. My father who know, is in heaven. That's his you know favorite. You know what I love about that? Yeah. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen Papa. Hmm. You see, if you've seen me, you've yeah. seen the Father. If you've seen me, then you know what God is like. If you yes. see you know what he's like. When did Jesus kill anyone? Never. <laughs> Did, did Jesus murder anyone and say, oh, it's God's will, and then go around slitting throats? 
no. inflicting people with, with, with diseases, chucking people out. Like, I'm pretty sure the only death that Jesus allowed around himself was, number one, his own, and number yeah. two, a herd of pigs. Like, and that wasn't even him. That was, that was a demon. Like it's not, it's, it boggles the mind when people want to take human wisdom and human understanding and apply it to an infinite God. Like that's not what he thinks. And that's not what he says. That's not what he does. John, I heard it this way. Instead of making man in God's image, we have made God in our image. Yeah. Like you, how do you being evil know how to good, give good gifts to your children? And yeah. you doubt that the father in heaven will give Holy spirit to those who ask. He is the best father. He is better than any father that has ever lived. And I'm thankful for my dad. I am thankful for the 27 years I had with him. And he is an amazing man of God. And he is in heaven right now rejoicing. But I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that my father in heaven, my heavenly father is infinitely better, infinitely more kind, yeah. more loving. Like we have a messed up, jacked up view of God when all he wants to be known as is our daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And w- when you think about it in that perspective, yeah. it really, it really changes the way we look at scripture, it changes the way we look at these words, yeah. you, you know, because we've, we've come from such a, a poverty mindset, just yeah. a poverty, poverty, po- poor, 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 poor mindset. And I say that as somebody who came from a very uh, religious thought process background, I came from a denomination that, you you really you you should just be you should just be thankful you're not burning in hell right now. I mean, you should just really be grateful that you're not currently feeling the fires of hell like that. And it was really it was a it was a very uh, repentance a temporary repentance emphasis, but you felt yeah. spiritually like you were walking a tightrope. Yeah, you Been you there. just constantly yeah, and, and that's an awful place to be. Yeah. Like every day you wake up, you exist on a tightrope between heaven and hell, and the tightrope is have is is on its way to heaven, and you fall off that tightrope, you're just gonna fall straight into hell. And the only reason you're even allowed on that tightrope is because God's and it's like no 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 like no no. If 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 folk and the reason I started with repentance and I, I'm ending it like schnizomai is because you can't start on splag shizno, uh, splag, see, I can't even say it. Shizomai. Uh, <laughs> but you end up there by default if you stay in repentance. Yeah. If you live in metanoia, you live in metanoia, and then you go through metamorpho, you end up at splag shizomai. Yeah. God takes you there. Because oof. <laughs> I'm going to jump forward here. I've, I've got my my notebook right in front of me, and I'm flipping pages. Isaiah 45, verse 9, says, Woe to him who strives with him who formed him, a pot among earthen pots. Does the clay say to him who forms it, What are you making? Or your work has no handles? Like, think about that for a second. We, we think that anything that we say, do, or accomplish is going to change God. Yeah. It's, it's the other way around. It's the other way around. We are a lump of clay in God's hand. We, we are so temporary on this planet. And, and yet, have you ever seen a potter? With a piece of clay on a wheel, I, yeah, I have. Now, 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 you, I've seen it too. So you know them. When the potter is working the clay, the attention to detail that he has with that clay, yeah, 
they care very much about that clay and they're not paying attention to anything else. All of their attention is focused on this clay and they're so gentle with it. Yeah. You know, they, they wet it down and they form it and they shape it and they, they caress this clay and they surround it with their hands and, and they form it on purpose and they turn it into something beautiful. And who's a better artisan than Yahweh? Yeah. Who, who's a better artisan than our God, than our Father? There is yeah. none. And so we, we have changed repentance from a, a, a way of acknowledging that God's way is the way. And, and, and uh, 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 knowing that we are clay in his hands and that if we remain moldable, shapeable, formable, that he is going to transform these lumps of clay, which have now been born again and, yeah. and shaped us. And he's metamorphosed us into his, his beautiful child, like you read in Romans, where his children yeah. now he's shaped us into his children. We are born so jacked up. And he says, no, I'm going to wash you with my spirit. I'm going to cleanse you from the inside out. And my word is going to wash over you. And I'm going to keep you nice and moist. And I'm going to shape you into exactly what I want you to be. And then when you've allowed yourself to be in my hands, when you've allowed yourself to be in my hands, then I'm going to turn you and change you, and change you into the way that is much more beautiful and perfect and much more pleasing, not only to me, but to ourselves and to the world around us. Because all of creation is groaning and waiting for the sons of God. That's right. I'm going to say. And how does he keep us malleable? He keeps us malleable by making us wet, washing of the water of the word. We have to let the word the word transform mm. the way we see ourselves, the way we see our daddy, the way we see what he's doing in our lives. Everything yes. he does in our lives is to make mm. us more like him. And what does yes. he look like? He looks like love. He looks like healing. He looks like peace. He looks like he looks like the life, the Zoe life that he's designed for us. So, yes. Yeah. And and Here's the beautiful thing, right? You end up at Splechnizomai after a, 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 a enough metamorpho. Yeah. And so Splechnizomai, to me, now I read this, and the reason I tell you all to get a journal is because when you write this stuff down and you just start writing, just put pen to paper, the Lord will take you on a roller coaster ride. He, he will drive you, keep a cell phone with a Google thing open and Google these words and then put the word scripture in the Google tag and just search for it. Metanoia, scriptures. Splexnishamai, scriptures. Transformation, scriptures. Clay, scriptures. And, and, and I'm just, I'm so thankful that we have that. We don't have to pour over a mountain of tomes and scrolls. Like we can just go boom, straight to it. It's a gift. It's a it's a blessing. I'm so thankful for it. But but looking at Splechnizomai, and then I went to it led me to Matthew 25 about the sheep and the goats. Mm. Have you have you laid eyes on that lately, sir? No, sir, not lately. Okay, so in the end, we're all gonna be sorted. The sheep from the goats. We're all going to be sorted. And you know how the Bible talks about, you know, I remember, uh, uh, I think it might have been Pastor Trey saying one of the scariest scriptures to him was, depart from me, I never knew you. Yeah. Me depart too. from me, I never knew you. And and I read that and I was like, okay, so so I've made it my goal to read a scripture that is scary to someone and try to make it not scary. Mm, I like right? that. I like that. Because the Bible is God's love letter to us. That's right. It's, it, the only reason we have it is because of his grace and his mercy. So I try to read a scripture that is scary and make it not scary. And so to make that scripture not scary, I look at that and I, I lumped all the scriptures together that were like that, where he says, depart from me, I never knew you. 
get away from me. I, I don't even know who you are. I took all those and it led me to Matthew 25, where Jesus is talking about the sheep and the goats. And you get to the sheep and the goats and he tells one group of people, hey, you, come on in. Come on in. Because when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. Like, like whenever I needed something, right, you, you did it. And I, I actually got the scripture right here. It says, come you who are blessed by my father. Blessed by my father, Jesus says. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And the righteous will answer him. Now, this is where it gets interesting, uh, brother. Check this out. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord... When did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to when, when did we, when did we see you as a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothes? You? When did we see you as a sick person? Now I stopped there and I thought about that for a while. Yeah. Because how could they not know? How could they not know? And then he goes on to say, the king will tell, will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. So he had to inform them of the times that they did it. Why? Why would he have to tell them? Why would it even be a question? The only answer is because they didn't know. Yeah. And I've, I think I might have mentioned this before, but it... I'm going to be going over this for the rest of my life because this has come, this has become a point of prayer for me, from my heart. Because if this scripture, and it goes on to talk about the goats, it goes on to talk about the goats saying, when did we not, Lord, when did we not feed you? When did we not clothe you? See, they thought they had done it enough. And that's why he had to inform them, whenever you didn't do it for the least of these, you didn't do it for me. And so to them, see, what is the difference between the sheep and the goats? Splag schnizomai is the difference. Mm -hmm. Now that word does not appear here. That word does not appear here. But you can look in the psychology between the sheep and the goats, the thought process, one group of people operated from a place of compassion where all they did was live in metanoia. All they did is allow God to transform them yeah. to a significant enough degree that their MO was being compassionate. Yeah. They just lived there. They literally speaking to God didn't know when it was that they did these things because that's just what they did. That's just how they lived. That's just the way that they thought. That's just the way that they acted. Can, I, can it be said like this? Like the sheep were acting out of compassion because they love God. The goats were acting out of service to obtain God's love. Yeah. Yeah. And how many times do we do that? Like it, mm. the word Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. He used to always read that backwards. Yes. You will love me so much that you will do what I've commanded and you won't even realize it. Yeah. That's what I'm getting from this. That's the crux right there. Yeah. That's the crux of all this because the church has been in a place for so long where we've shouted from the rooftops that you sinners need to repent. Yeah, you need to repent and because you're gay, so you need to repent. Oh, you have a potty mouth and you have a bunch of piercings. You need to repent. Oh, you, you're a, you're a Jehovah's Witness, so you need to repent because you're going to burn in hell. I need oh, to you. repent today. Right? Right? Tomorrow. I'm, the next I day. need metanoia. Yes. Yeah. Like every day. We've got it backwards. We've got it backwards. We really do. We really do. We, we Like God says, the difference between the sheep and the goats, 
the difference between heaven and hell is one group lives in metanoia. One group lives in metanoia and has been metamorphosed and now has the ability of splegshnizomai. Yeah. Because that's what I look at splegshnizomai as an ability. An ability. Because when you look at the 12 times that that word appears in scripture, it is times where Jesus was so greatly moved. Mm. He was greatly moved that he did something because he was greatly moved. It was also talked about in one of my favorite, favorite chapters of the Bible, Luke 15. The prodigal son coming back to the father. And it says the father was splashnizomide. He was greatly moved and he ran to his son. That's our father. That's our father. That's our father. Our <laughs> father is splashnizomide for us. He, he saw him afar off and he came running. That's he exact, came running. There's no... How, We've got it wrong, sir. We've got it wrong. The, we, we have. And, and it's like that, that son, that son, from the moment he repented in his heart, yeah. he started being metamorphosed. Yeah. Because he came to a realization, it says, what am I doing? All of my father's servants have plenty to eat, and I'm here starving to death. I will go home and say to my father, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he wasn't even allowed to say his whole spiel before his father was kissing him. Yeah. Thank God he didn't let him talk. Wow. (laughs) Wow. And that's his desire for for all of us. Like, yes. Change the way you think about your father. Just let him love you. Let him love you. Let that love become that compassion in your heart for others. And don't serve him. Don't serve him. Because you think you'll get something from him. Serve him. And you'll get everything. Just love him. Yes. Change the the way you think about your Abba. Change the way you think about your Abba. He's waiting he is always there. He is always rooting for you. He is always calling you by his spirit. He's always leading you. He is always, always ready for you to change the way you think about mm. it. It's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful, beautiful gift that God has given us the ability to have metanoia. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's lovely. It's, 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 it's touching to know that when we live in metanoia, when we acknowledge our need for a savior and not just to be saved, but our acknowledgement that our way doesn't work, that God's way does, and that we are completely and utterly dependent on everything that he says like that we cannot be dependent on ourself. We cannot be dependent on our knowledge. We cannot be dependent on our, like we'll live in a constant state. If we think that metanoia is saying, I'm sorry for cutting that person off in traffic. If we think metanoia is, I'm sorry for shouting at my kids. If we think metanoia is I'm sorry for having an impure thought. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We'll spend the rest of our lives and I'm sorry, and we will not ever get to the transformation, the transfiguration of Holy Ghost inside of ourselves, molding us to a into a way that that will be beautiful to God, that will be beautiful to others, will be beautiful to ourselves, will be good and pleasing, will bring us to an abundance of joy and peace, will bring us to an abundance of power and Holy Ghost to where we can start putting our hands on people. Yeah. And they'll weep. They'll weep because they know that what's inside you is something that they need. Yeah. 
they'll know it. They'll yeah. know it by mere presence. Yeah. And and one last thing. Oh. In John 9, which is another one of my favorite chapters of the Bible, um, Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see, and that those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him and said, What, are we blind too? And Jesus said, If you were blind you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. I don't know how many people, and it's scary, Vinny, how many people have we come across who say, I, I know what I'm doing. I know. I see. It's yeah. this way. It's this way. And it... it there, there's a certain confidence that we get in Holy Ghost, and then there's a certain confidence that we get in ourself. And the way that you can tell the difference is because one leads to life and life abundantly, and one is the thief's way. Yeah. And, and and that's the thing. Oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, just it goes it goes back to having a lifestyle of metanoia, like letting him change the way we think about what we yeah. think we know. Like I will yeah. constantly until the day that I go to be with the Lord, be repenting, changing the way I think, renewing yes. my mind because no, no human being on the planet has a perfect picture of who God is. No one on the planet. And we, we find see mirror dimly. Yeah. Mm. We know in part, we prophesy in part, we are constantly learning. And if you think you have it figured out, what God, what Jesus said in, in in chapter nine, you do not have it figured out. I do not have it figured out. John, even though he has an incredible knowledge of the scripture, does not have it figured out. But we, but when we see him, we will know him, even as we are known. Yes, we're on our way to that, sir. We're well on our way. God is helping yes. us all. This seems like a nice place to end, but I'd like to pray. For, uh, for us, for me, for you, for everyone listening before we, before we end the show tonight. Father, we come to you right now, Lord, in a state of metanoia. We come to you right now in full acknowledgement, oh, Father, that we cannot and do not want to do this on our own, Lord. We come to you right now in full acknowledgement, Lord, crying out to you. Trusting you, believing you that your words are true and that man's words are lies. Lord, we come to you right now in just full acceptance of your correction, your direction, and your molding, Lord. We put ourselves in your hands right now, Father, and say we love you, we thank you, we need you, we believe you. We love you, and we want to live in metanoia, Lord, because we need God more than air. We need your metamorpho. We need your transformation, God. We desire, Lord, the good gifts. We desire the ability to have compassion on your people. God, we right now desire the ability to have compassion for those that you have compassion on. We ask right now that you change the way that we think, that you change our minds, Lord that you change our minds so that we can see what is good and pleasing and perfect in your will. We ask right now in Jesus' name that you wash our minds, Lord, that you inform us of your will every day, that you teach us what it is that you would have us to do, God,
how you would have us to worship, how you would have us to speak, how you would have us to love, how you would have us to have compassion on your people. And we ask these things, Lord, knowing that everything that you do and say and speak and breathe into our lives is a gift. It's nothing that we have done in and of ourselves, but all of it is a gift from you, Lord, and we thank you. We bless you, Lord. We give you all the praise and the honor and glory for everything that you have done, everything that you are doing, and everything that you are going to do through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, sir. I stand in agreement. <sighs> wow. I love you, God I love is you good. so much, John. I love I you love, so much. I love you, sir. Oh, Lord Jesus, he's helping us. He's helping us. Father's helping us. Yes, he is. Oh, well, this has been the Vinny and John show. <laughs> yes, sure has. This has been the Lord. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this, and I'm grateful for you, and I'm grateful for everyone who's listening. God bless you. We love you, and we hope that you have an amazing week.